Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 161 of the WW Row Podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. on Facebook and Instagram Live. But as always, the podcast is available at www.bropodcast.podbean.com, as well as on iTunes. And while you're there, please do not forget to five-star rate and review. I love reading reviews, sharing them on Instagram, all of social media, bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. And just another thing to brag about, we're ahead of Paula Dean's podcast today. That's right. We are one notch above Paula Dean. And uh, when, you know, didn't say anything she said. And... We're not even just only one spot higher than her. So just go, please. Five-star rate and review. Let's get those up. Guys, Built Bar is having sales all the time. They're releasing new flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use code WWBROPODCAST at checkout. Save yourself 10%. They had these amazing flavors come out. It was white chocolate. Uh, they might still have some left. You might want to go check that out. Once again, BuiltBar.com slash WWBROPODCAST. It saves you at least 10%. Also, Sail Away Coffee. I've been talking about this now for a few weeks. They've made me an ambassador. Even before that, I was drinking Sail Away every day. You can go to sailawaycoffee.com, use code WWBRO10. That also saves you 10% off your order. There will be a bonus episode this Wednesday because we have a guest tonight. Uh, to get the bonus episodes, become a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com slash podcast. You'll have the latest episode as well as the full backlog of episodes and as i mentioned i do have a guest tonight and i'm very pleased to welcome one of my best friends comedian john ziegler what's going on john oh now i'm on yeah now you're on. <laughs> what do you mean now you're on am i the first studio in studio guest you've had no dan barry was well no i've had in studio guests before did they you get did they get water no, no one got oh, any. All right, I just want to make sure. No, no one nobody... gets anything here. All right, I see how it works. This tap water, you want tap? No. You should have said before, I would have got you a nice glass of tap water. I just expected it. You knew I was coming. I have Sailway coffee. You want some Sailway? That would be after after the show. After the show, you have a Sailway? It's, it's a Nitro Bird. And a Built Bar. And a Built Bar. I just got a delivery, actually. By the way, I, I eat Built Bars. They're, they're actually good. See, if, if he's eating Built Bars, then you know they're good because he wouldn't. He wouldn't eat anything uh, unless it was actually healthy for you because he'd be yelling at me that it's just candy. And it's, but they, they taste good. They taste good, it's right? It's not like eating a protein bar. It's like chalky and stuff. It's like taste. It's really good. Yeah, like those power bars that like, get stuck in your teeth. It's just, the new, they made like a whole new recipe that's not as chewy as the old ones. Yeah, I've, noticed, I've had the newer ones. You like them yeah, better? Because the older ones, I eat pretty quick. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're taffy like. So they, yeah. They would wedge, I would lodge in my throat a lot. Oh, I'm glad they're not lodging in your throat anymore. <laughs> I could have mama cast it. <laughs> Imagine that going out by a built bar. Yeah, that's a few times it happened. More than once. I eat very fast. I always, yeah, I always thought that was the way I was going to go out. Like, you know, that by like a food, but like I used to get acid reflux and I would like be laying in bed and all of a sudden they get like an acid reflux and it kind of like gets caught in your throat. Yeah, but I've seen yours. I've had acid reflux. You had yeah. a whole different thing. What did you see? I've seen you have it like at the diner. Well, I have odds at the diner. You know? When it comes up, though, it's not like a little... <laughs> like a volcano. Yeah. It's not like, I've had acid <laughs> reflux. I'm like, mm, ooh, that burnt a little bit. I've seen your acid reflux. And I'm like, ooh, did you just throw up in your mouth? Like, what was that? I used a little bit. Oh, it was bad, yeah. So that's kind of gross. Yeah, it was, well, it was bad. I was eating well, a lot of Well, it was 200, 200 pounds ago. 200 pounds ago, and we were eating better then, as far as the good stuff. I I miss those days. Right? So I've been on a health kick for what's it been like three months. You've been going 
crazy with with the health kicks. It's and is it during a time where people are just going off the rails? Well, that's what that's what kind of pushed me to do it. Was what that everybody's going? Yeah, because it's it's like a pandemic and it's too easy. You know, we're not working. There's nothing no. socially going on. You get bored. So what do I have except like a pizza? Yeah. You know, it's like I'm bored. I'll watch a movie. I'll get a pizza. I'll eat crap. Like that makes me happy. So I was just watching people who this is affecting. Like they're getting depressed. They look like shit. There's a lot of like crazy beards. People I haven't seen in a while. They yeah. Just, the, like have like beards and haircuts that are just out of control. Yeah. And they were gaining a lot of weight and they look shitty. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to work harder now than I would under normal times. Like, I'm just going to up my game. There's no yeah. reason to eat like shit because there's a pandemic. Well, you know what it is? I think the, the mindset with everything was that, like, when it first came out, it was like, oh, it's two weeks. And then two weeks turned into, we're a year now. Yeah, I month into this, I was making business cards. I redid my website. <laughs> I was so delusional. You're like, well, this is over. I'm going to be set. Yeah, I was. I was writing every day. I started a, a screenplay. I wrote, I wrote eight pages the first week of the pandemic. Has, I'm has, on page nine. Has that I, screenplay gone? I, I bought a book. <laughs> I called up Chris Roach because he's done some writing. And I'm like, what screenplay? He gave me a book. Through. I bought it. I read four pages of the book. I've written nine pages. What, what's the name? What's, kind of, what's it about, the screenplay? It's autobiographic. I'll tell you another time. Oh, yeah. No, you don't want to talk about it now. Yeah, it's to take off your whole podcast. It's <laughs> I very. Don't care. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have an elevator pitch. Like, how does do it start? Like, what is it like? Is it like you like going before you go on stage, like looking back at your life? Yeah, a little bit. Of, it's, yeah, it's not that self-indulgent. It's good. It's but not one of those cheesy comedy You're movies. in the wings of the Borgatti, like, how'd I get here? <laughs> it like starts at like... They've written so many comedy movies, but nobody cares about what happens behind the... Like, it no. doesn't work. Nobody gives a shit. They just like, make me laugh. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, we've been involved in a couple of things that, that happened. Like, I was showing somebody the um, the sizzle reel from the, the governor's one. I, we just talked about this today on uh, on the podcast on, I do with Roach. And if uh, if anybody doesn't know, uh, John Ziegler's a podcast with Chris Roach, who's also a guest here. You can check it out. It's on iTunes. Um, also, what do they have? You guys are on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, the Chris Roach Show, it's called, uh, co-hosted by John Ziegler. Definitely check that out uh, wherever you can get podcasts. Um, you guys were talking about that today? Just today. We were talking about reality shows and how the reality shows are not real. No. How and it's kind of scripted and stuff. This, and we brought up, we brought up the governors. This, this of was comedy. so scripted. Like, it, you know, it's funny. Like they called me the punching bag. Like I was the punching bag. I'm not the punching bag in the group. I no, you are the, I punch. You're the abuser. I'm the abuser. Yeah. <laughs> I'm breaking balls. I'm like, I was the guy that like, you know, everybody picked on. Um, and also like there was a scene it was I, I I thought reality show like I knew like reality shows were scripted in a sense, but I thought maybe it was more like a scenario where like it was kind of like real. Like one of the scenes where like I went up after the show, I was gonna go up to a girl and ask for her number, and she was gonna say no, which that's kind of real. Um, but then Monty was gonna come in and get her number, and Monty's like, I would never do that to him. Like I would, I'm always like trying to help him out. I would never do that to him. It was just things like that. They tried, like, you know, it's... Monty's it's like, from the 50s. He has bro code. Yeah, he's got bro code. He's that, got a fedora. He would never do that. No, but, like, it was just funny how, like, you know, the whole thing that I went over, I was asking how the show was, and, and then, like, you know, I asked her for a number, and she's like, oh, I have a boyfriend, and he comes in and got a number. I've watched that sizzle reel. I've watched it at least 15 times this year. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. I watch it over and over again, and it's just like, you know... It, it kind of makes me miss the whole like being in the green room and stuff like that because like you know we we did 
have a lot of fun, but it just a lot of some of it was not true as far as like what, what like what went on. But uh, I do miss that whole dynamic of being in the green room. And what's funny about it is, except for the fact that you've lost a lot of weight since then, you were yeah. heavy when you shot that. You guys, it's, that was like six years ago. That was 2013. Eight years ago. Yeah. None of you guys have really aged. No. And like, our, I look back on it, you all look the same. And our axe rolls. Yeah, you're doing the same <laughs> jokes. I just brought back the, the donut one. <laughs> you know what it was? Because I was, I was going through uh, YouTube. I was looking for, I was making, like, on Instagram, I make these reels. You ever see that? You know what a reel is? I don't know. I love that you know nothing about what's going on. I don't. Want, I really don't want to know. So I make like a weight loss reel while I show myself heavier than you know, almost like a okay transformation. But like I looked looking for videos. I was looking for stand up videos, and I came across one that was on, and the donut joke was on there. I'm like, oh, I forgot. I love this joke. So when I my first time on stage in a while, I actually worked it into the whole Weight Watcher. It's the whole less traveled thing. You had merch. The whole less travel. There was merch. There was shirts. It's so funny because sometimes I'll be at like LA Fitness working out. So every now and then, somebody will be wearing a T-shirt of the merch that one of us sold. <laughs> the There's pain, nothing the funny. They're doing like a they're doing like a chest press, and I look up, and some guy walks back with a whole less travel T-shirt. They really have those on. <laughs> Sometimes I sold a lot of those. That was a, it. Was a, ever my T-shirts? This is how stupid I was in marketing. Yeah, I did a, a joke about how I lost my virginity in bunk beds. I remember that one. And I sold bunk beds. I said, I like it. It was this picture of bunk beds. I said, I like it on top. Yes. And I bought them in all large. like guys were going to buy them. <laughs> and everybody was just like, you have these in baby tees? I'm like, shit, that was a bed. I had them in everything. I had them in like uh, big man sizes. I had them in uh, girl sizes. I had like. T-shirts are a pain in the ass to sell though. I used to go on the road. It's something depressing about opening oh up your suitcase on the road. Like you have a large. We're so desperate for the $15. You want to hear a depressing road story. So I, I was down in Jersey. I was doing, we were doing like a private gig at like an Elks Lodge in Seaside Heights. So I forget my wallet. Like I don't have, I just had the cash. I went to the ATM that day and I didn't put it in my wallet. Like I must have like put it in my pocket. And I forgot my wallet. I get to the thing. I'm like, I don't have money to get home. And they give me a check. So I went to the, I'm like, I went to the car. I got my bag of t-shirts. I'm like, because I'm doing this joke tonight. And I sold like a hundred dollars worth of shirts. You gotta get home. I got home. Otherwise sleeping at seaside. It's just selling merch is. It's, it's horrible. You walk in with the merch, you set it up. You're sitting there like a flea market. Like I did like, um, Mohegan sun, but the one in, in Pennsylvania, it's not as nice. It's a wisecrackers room. Yeah. It's not like the one in Connecticut. It's like a beautiful casino. Uh, this is a little older, but I was there with a guy, an older comic. And he, after his act, he's selling like, he's like, I have CDs for sale in the lobby. And, I went, and it's like, he burned them himself. <laughs> like, like, like Sharpie marker written, like what they were like on the CD. And he's selling I'm like, like $5. And I'm like, it's, is it worth it? <laughs> that was the guy. Um... Is it your humility? Like, is your... Your pride worth 15 bucks, whatever you're going to make on those three CDs you have. I used to like when everybody was selling something, like on a Thursday, Sunday show, where it, looked, it was like almost like a flea market. Yeah, I've said. Everybody's like, I'm making money. I'm, I have that pay. You don't get paid to do it, so might as well sell some, some merch. But I remember um, we first started doing the open mics. Um, there's There was this guy who took his graduation show and burned a bunch of them and wanted to sell them after the the open mic. Oh, and Shrewson called him a mental patient. I know. I won't say his name. I know who it is. Yeah. Uh, McKenna chiming in here. 
Oh yeah, selling your merch is so bad when you're selling your shit. <laughs> he goes, Oh yeah, selling merch is so bad when you're selling your shit. Well, because he's got a real he sells the, the stuff for his dad. He's actually, yeah, he's do it for preying on people's emotions. I I did that a couple of times. I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> gotta work every angle you got. Now I should come up with like a weight loss shirt and be like, you know. I should sell I should sell my old t shirts at it shows. My my seven XLs. Like, so hey, you. What else did I sell? I sold um, a CD. I was really on the cutting edge of technology with that. Remember, I recorded my album and then I made a CD. Yeah, it was like, about it was about a week before everything went digital. <laughs> I had a thousand CDs. You were like the guy selling VHS tapes and uh, DVDs came out. They were like, "Why don't you get digital downloads?" I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, this is good. I'm gonna get people these. want this. They, they don't even have the CD players in cars anymore. The worst is when you sell a CD after a show." And they give you $10 and you, you go to sign and hand this. They're like, nah, I don't. Yeah, like, yeah. They're just giving you $10 because they feel like they're supporting you. I'm like, just take the CD. You're making me feel. They don't even want yeah. it. Yeah. Well, they want to they support what you're doing. I mean, I, that's why I always like sold like I wanted. I sold T-shirts and stuff like that because I feel like something people would wear them because I would get like pictures from people wearing them. My head jujitsu instructor has your. Yeah. McKenna got choked out in my paint night shirt. It's like my yes. one, the best thing ever. He's like, next that's, day, like that's right. Karate Mike. Choked yeah, karate out, Mike. <laughs> choked out McKenna in a paint night shirt, which was even more humiliating. Yeah, that was the best thing. That was my favorite. I, the only thing I love from selling that shirt is that memory. If no one ever bought another shirt, I'd be happy with it. Um, but I, I sell like some merch on like my website, like my my own podcast merch now and stuff. Um, but it's all like print to order. I don't have anything physical. I didn't like... Because, you know, my mother has Alzheimer's and I yeah. started selling the bracelets like like uh, McKenna did for his dad. And I, I would sell a crazy amount of them. Yeah. They were like five bucks a bracelet. They cost nothing. I would donate money to the Alzheimer's Foundation. But you always feel like people are looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like showing them emails to go, look, here's the shows where I donate. You want to prove you're donating. They're like, are you really giving the money to Alzheimer's, you piece of shit? Yeah, I want to give you the, I'm give you the 1099 to show them yeah. sending the, the, the money there. So I actually have emails every time you donate. Alzheimer's sends you an email thanking yeah. you for your... I'd like have them ready on my phone in case anybody questioned me. Because you feel very guilty. You're in Indianapolis and you're like, you like made $600 on bracelets, which is sad. That's more than I made for performing. On oh, Watch how people sold merch. Yeah. Especially when you're on the road. I mean, you know, you got to come home with something. On the road, it's do I eat in the food court? Or do I get to go to one of the restaurants? That's the deciding factor. If you, yeah, if you sell merch, you're going to actually eat a steak or you're going to eat like, like chicken teriyaki. Yeah, four more CDs. I'm going to the sushi place. Awesome. So, I mean, you actually, um, with traveling and everything, that's done now. So the people, are, I guess people don't realize like, you know, um, what, like, you know, this whole business now is almost shut down, especially in New York where we are. So we went from like working every weekend, almost every night to like nothing. So, like, what have you done to, like, you know, compensate with that as far as comedy-wise? Uh, I did a couple of road shows. Like, I did the weekend, a club called uh, Crackers in Indianapolis. Yeah. It's still, it's not open. It's 25%. Everybody looks just beaten down. Like, like they're in the audience, but they're just, like, with their beer, like, hunched forward. I'm like, you guys look like you're war-torn. Like, they're at the comedy club, but they look beat. They're not, like, cheery and happy to be out. They're like, ugh lost my job so it was work but it just you just want to do for where do i get to do 45 minutes five shows so like i felt like at least like i ran reps yeah i made very little money she's a nice lady who owns the club she had to cut my pay dramatically 
but I wasn't really there for money. I was there to just to work, just to work. I've done, um, there is an open mic scene around Long Island. I don't know. It's not much in New York city. Um, well, the city's basically shut down. I mean, yeah, it's, there it's are mics in the city. Island. People are doing them. They're doing them on rooftops and other places outside. Like, we can't do outside net right now, but no. So I've been doing mics. I've done some Zoom shows. Zoom is the, I hate it. I don't like it either. No, it's, it's, I don't like it in general, let alone doing comedy on it. And I don't think like, I'm not good at Zoom. I don't think Bill Burr and Louis CK are good at Zoom. Like it's just not conducive (laughs) for comedy. And I've done it. I did, I did one for governors and they had like about the best setup. You can, they spent a lot of money to try to do it. Well, Zach, you're actually on stage. You're on stage. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting in front of your computer doing it. And McKenna's just trolling us. What's he saying? I'm going to read his comments. Maybe he'll go away for a little while. Um, there he goes again. He goes, uh, I like how Ziegler's wearing a hat of himself, like wearing the T-shirt of the band you're going to see. How much is that hat? Well, Anthony, you didn't work that much, though. Thanks. Thanks, McKenna. And Tracy says, uh, hi, Ziegler. Tracy Carnazza says, hi, Ziegler. I know you meant by Tracy. Well, the audience. Tracy's Tracy like Car- Madonna. One name. I know who she is. Tracy. And if you don't uh, already, please go and listen to Tracy's podcast. Uh, she has awesome podcast, Teen Mom Trash Talk, uh, a show called Only in New York, which I actually thought you can only listen to in New York. She had to explain to me that, no, that's the name of the show. You can listen to it anywhere. And 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. Go check those out. Uh, McKenna wrote again, Ziegler hates Zoom. He can't remember his password to get into Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so last, last weekend, I had to do a temple gig. And they paid me pretty good On mo- Zoom or at the temple? No, Zoom. Okay. They were up in a Monroe, New, Monroe, New York. It's like up in like Rockland County or something like that. Okay. It was a temple. There was about 40 people that, that logged in. Yeah. Um, it was a, it's a lot of work and I set it up in my kitchen. You know, I'm technologically, I'm the worst. Yeah. So I set it up on my iPad. I had to put lighting, like taking <laughs> desk lamps. Cause my apartment's so dark. It's like a, a it's like a bunker in my apartment. So I set myself up. I tried doing it standing. Then I do it sitting. I had to do like 55 minutes. That's a long, that's like an hour and 20 minutes of material. Well, yeah. Cause no, no one's, I mean, they, you can't really like, there's no applause breaks. There's no, it's just. I was trying to keep my timing by still holding the like the beats where the laugh should yeah. be. So you're like, boom, boom, boom. Well, forty for a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> so uncomfortable. You don't know who's. Then you're like, be like, did he freeze? He's like, <laughs> I looked up once. There was a couple like in the box. Yeah. And then I looked away and looked back, and they had like a child, like a little Japanese dog. They were gone. <laughs> and there was just a dog staring at me. I'm like, I've bottomed out. This is. But they paid me, um, very fair. Like, very good money. And yeah. You get Venmo. I finally got on Venmo. Like, you know, that's another. Well, you, PayPal is, you can do PayPal or Venmo. Well, yeah. I didn't have any of them. But Joe DeVito, I would do a show. And he's like, I'm just going to, I didn't bring money. I'm going to Venmo you. I'm like, I don't have, he don't like, like have to get a stamp and mail me. He's like, what are you, 110? Yeah, he's like, get, get on Venmo. So uh, DeVito made me basically get Venmo. But, you know, I don't trust anything because I'm old. So I'm kind of yeah. like, ah, they're going to get access to my account. This is where they get you. Like, I don't trust any of it. <laughs> And then I got Venmo. I'm like, this is amazing. Well, yeah, you just send money back and forth. You get paid. Yeah, but somebody. this is—it's good if I do a gig out of state and somebody wants to pay me a few hundred dollars. Yes. I can get my money quick. It's annoying if I go to a diner with you, and your shares fifteen dollars, and they're like, "Can I Venmo?" I'm like, "You're not Venmoing me fifteen. That's what it is now, though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that. See, wait when uh, when the pandemic hit, Weight Watchers went all Zoom. Like that was, and they're actually headed towards that way. I have a feeling, like in in, in a year oh, from now. I hope it's over. Podcasting's great. Podcasting's well, fine. Well, podcasting's fine with it and everything. Like we have, I use Ecamm. It's kind of like the same thing, but for MacBook. Um, what happened was 
we went on Zoom. But the thing is, you're on. This is the problem with Zoom. This is why I didn't do Zoom comedy because my experience with Zoom with WW. So the the leader's talking, and people are on, and they don't realize like there's a live microphone in front of them. So they unmute themselves and they have conversations with like, hey, what's going? Like the husband's talking. I told you I wanted fish, fish. And they're yelling like you know, and every time they yell. The thing gets cut off. You can't hear the person. It's like it's a whole it's a whole cluster. It's like and I'm like I'm not doing I'm not doing comedy this way. I tell you, I did one. My first one I did because Bobby Collins called me and he got one. Yeah, and he's like, you want to do this thing? You open. They asked me if I had an opener. I said you do it. I had no interest, but I'm not. I don't say no to Bobby. He's awesome. You know, he's yeah. so good to me. So I'm like, yeah, Bobby, whatever you need. So me and him did it. Bobby's the only guy I know who's worse at this technology. <laughs> Bobby's been selling out theaters for 30 years. He doesn't care about Zoom. No, he's just going for a computer to do anything. Yeah, so he comes to go on, and it's just like, it's not his face. It's like just like a an outline of what his face would be. Yeah. And he doesn't know he's live. He's like yelling for his daughter. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, what the hell's going on with this? I'm, I'm dying because he can't, like it was just, it was brutal for both of us. But I mean, uh, you get, you get through a, it. He's a live performer. Well, yeah, I mean, no. comedy's supposed to be live. I mean, that's that's the whole the purpose of it. It's, it's supposed to be live. You're supposed to be in front of people and doing, you know, I, I don't know. I just wait for it to come back in New York and hopefully soon. I mean, everything else is coming back. Gyms are open now, so you work in the fitness industry. Um, have you noticed that more people are going back to the gym during this time or staying well, alive? Well, I got to, I belong to a gym, so I go yeah. to LA Fitness. That's where I work out. What I work at is a fitness studio. It's just one-on-one personal training. Yeah. Um, so it's very private. So it's much easier for people to feel safe. See, I, I switched during this time from Planet Fitness to LA Fitness. A world of difference between as far as people that go. No one goes. Planet Fitness is like a ghost town. LA Fitness, it's like they, you never. There, there was a pandemic. No, I was I was there this morning. It's, LA Fitness is packed. Yeah, with with disgusting animals. They, their mask are below their nose. No one's they, wiping they, anything they, down. Um, wiping it down. But see, I kind of like that. It kind of it makes me feel dripping. like I'm. I'm like you know, unless you. But no one comes around and tells you you have to move your mask up. Nope. At Planet Fitness, if your mask went a milli, a millimeter like by your nose, someone's you got to pull it up. You got to pull it up. No. Yeah. No. They're pretty. No. Nothing at LA Fitness. And so I, I switched during they, that whole thing. They even stopped the questions. When you come in, like when you come other. in, they used to ask questions. They just bailed on that. They used to ask you, but you know, have you traveled to a state in the last fourteen days? <laughs> you know that joke I do. Yeah. To like, I'm like, is South Carolina on the travel ban list? They're like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Can I go work out now? It's such a silly. Yeah, so, but at least you couldn't even get on a machine today. Like really? every machine was taken. It's it's mon it's Monday. Everybody's back to work and, and school today. I'm feeling older though, though, because sometimes I'm just like. There's a lot of pretty like young girls who work out there. Yeah, but whenever I'm like next to one, I'm like, "Can I use that bar?" They call me sir now. So I saw you doing your kata there, which is what I thought was hilarious. Showing a shoulder, you thought I was doing Cobra Kai. If anybody saw Karate Kid Three, where Daniel does the kata with Mr. Miyagi, Ziegler was doing that in the mirror. <laughs> Just a little shoulder warm up. That's all. That oh, was. on the bench, and he's like doing. Like is McKenna still listening? He must warm up. <laughs> he lifts heavy weights. I was like, what is he doing over there? Look at like you doing your kata in the mirror. <laughs> I saw you laughing on, on the machine. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I had to stop working out. I have no shame. I don't give a shit. No, I mean, you, stre you should stretch. I should stretch for you. That's why I wouldn't I'm 53 be years old. I'm lifting heavy weight. I hurt my shoulder. It's all I need. Well, I mean, I move, move wrong the one time. I was limping. I went limping out of there because I stepped wrong. My, my knee uh, blew up a little bit. So, I mean, I should maybe I should stretch a little bit before but I do But I just anything. don't realize, like, I'm getting 53. That's insane to me. 
What, being 53? Yeah. These people call me sir. They're like 25. They're like, hi, sir. It's crazy. You were my age when, like, I I met you. Just about my, I was, I'm going to be 42. Yeah, it's about when I was. Yeah, so when I started, I started doing comedy, it's going to be the next month, it's going to be 11 years. Wow, I've been doing it <clears throat> sometime this year. Like, I don't have a date. Like, you know your yeah. exact date. This is around it. my 13th year. I got a tattooed on me, so I never forget. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, well, year 13, which is crazy. It went by real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I was funny. I, I guess I told you the first of you on here, but I thought, like, you were, like, a real, like, a, not like a, you are a real professional now, but, like, I thought you, like. You I were, know what you mean, though. People thought I was. I thought you were, like, on TV and stuff. I, I a lot of people <clears> thought that because I carried myself way carried more. Carried yourself well. Yeah. I was just talking to you. You were, like, asking you advice, and you and then I didn't realize you were just beside the old mic like I did. When I did the podcast with Cal Cagno, I used to tell him, <clears throat> Cal Cagno was, like, an open mic. He was doing my open mic. Yeah. He was, like, doing bringer shows. And as he got better, I started giving him some work. I'd have him host, give him some guest spots. But he thought I was like industry. He thought I was like somebody. <laughs> like if I called him and he was at work, he would duck into a closet and take my call. Oh, He'd be hilarious. afraid if he missed it. Now, if he even if he returns <laughs> my phone call in two days, I'm impressed. Well, now he knows you. Now, now he, he knows. Now he knows. But yeah, when you think about it though, that it was insane. Like how long I've been doing this? Uh, you know, eleven years. I thought when I first started, like, oh my god, it's gonna. Honestly, it was a bucket list thing that night I'd be done. But, you know, it's now 11 years later. And it's not what I want it to be, obviously. With you know, things How being many guys down. that we uh, I started 13 years ago after me. Guys who started yeah. after me. There's maybe seven guys that I've met through on Long Island, I'm talking yeah. about. I'm not talking about the city, but on Long Island. There's maybe seven guys in 13 years who are actually doing comedy. That started after me. Well, I look at well, I look at when I started, like you know, especially I used to hang out with we used to call each other all well, the four horsemen. It was four of you know we would pal around. Do you lights. Murray, it was you Murray. Who were the other two? Um, Chris Young, and this guy Dom D. And we oh Dom Chisanetti. Yeah, who like you know good for Dom because he actually has got a career and a wife and I think he's got kids now. Like he actually has a. a you know his wife. You know that story. You, you taught his wife. His wife. I was a fourth grade teacher. She was one of my students. She was in fourth grade. Her name was Nikki, little Nikki. And uh, he brought her after show. He goes, this is my uh, my fiance, Nikki. I'm like, oh, she's a beautiful girl and stuff yeah. like that. And, I, and I, she goes, are you Mr. Z? <laughs> I was like, what? I was her teacher. You're the teacher, yeah. How crazy is that? Like, talking about feeling old. And you were a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, this was fourth grade. You were, like, oh, you were taught fourth grade as well? Uh, yeah, Bowling Green in East Meadow. Bowling Green Elementary School in East Meadow. Did you have like lesson plans and, and everything? I, I did it. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> you have tenure by now. A lot of photo, a lot of uh, photocopies. <clears throat> I made a lot of dittos. My billboard was all like ditto. It was like Columbus Day. I'm like, yeah. oh, I got to get a boat. And I would just photocopy, <laughs> and staple them to the board. I was the worst teacher. How long did you teach for? How many years? Two. I subbed and then I taught. Oh, okay. for, I taught you're a kindergarten, you're a fourth grade. I hated every minute that I taught. Really? Hated the whole thing. You think about it, like you would have tenure by now, you'd be set. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be sitting pretty. Yeah. That was 22, 23 years ago. I'd have my, I'd have my, I'd have my pension. Yeah, you'd be like, I'm saying, you'd be all set now. You'd be teaching Zoom from home. No, I, 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 would, oh, I would take the retirement at 20 years. 20 well, years in one day, I would take the retirement. I, I watch my nephews on Zoom. I mean, I don't know how the kids learn on, on that thing. It's, they it's don't. insane. Like, so my nephew, my nephew Lucas is on his class and. My my nephew Rocco took my sister in law's bra and put it on. He went behind my nephew Lucas and goes, "Hey, look at my boobies." 
Like that's what the kids are doing. Like on the thing. Like I might have liked teaching. <laughs> more of that happened. I might like have that, stuck with it. He's five years old. Yeah, he's he's bored. But like, it's it's crazy. Like and I was watching him on it. Like when I, a couple of weeks ago, I, I stopped by. I watched him in the afternoon, and he was on a Zoom class. And but actually, he was into his answering questions and like they're they're getting used to. It. I think this year is better more than last year because more of a norm norm for them. To, to be on the Zoom calls, but it's not, the, I guess, not the same thing. I mean, I. You gotta interact, socialize. I couldn't pay attention in class. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, that's what being... I mean. It's the same. That's the problem doing Zoom shows at, at comedy. I'm like, people don't pay attention in a comedy club. It's hard to get their attention. Let alone, like, you know. Yeah, they're at home. They got their phones, their TV, their dogs, their kids are coming in and out. They're not wearing pants. Like, it's really hard to hold attention. Somebody's in their living room with all their devices and all their shit. But you know, Peloton made out like a bandit during this. Oh, yeah, they killed it. You know, you thought about getting a Peloton at all? No, four thousand dollar bike. Yeah, but it's like you have to pay four thousand dollars. You pay yeah, per it's month. A Three thousand dollars? No, that's just to have the service. You don't pay per month. You that's to get the the uh, programming and stuff. Oh, like my that. cousin says he could pay per per month. Not for the bike, unless you finance oh. it. You pay per month to have the videos. And well, stuff. yeah, no, you have to you can finance it. You finance it. Yeah. You still got to pay for it. Do you understand how financing works? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand how finance. I'm saying you're like a guy who gets a car. You're like it was didn't cost me anything. I'm like it was six hundred a month. No, I'm saying though you don't have to pay four thousand up front. Over time, you pay four thousand. You're still paying four thousand. I get that, but I'm saying though it's not like well, you, I want to have a payment for three years on an exercise bike. I don't know. I wouldn't want it. Well, it's a bicycle I, with an iPad on it. Basically, yeah. Then yeah, it's you don't all need it. it's all the services and classes yeah, and every buy a bike. Somebody actually said to me, they, they DM me, they're like, hey, um, if you think this WW community is supportive, you should check out the Peloton community. I'm like, oh, awesome. I said, yeah, not really my thing. He's like, you should get one. I'm like, well, buy me one. I told him to buy me one. Like, I'm like, I don't like, I looked at the workouts <clears throat> for somebody. And then they're not good workouts? Or? They're cheesy. It's a lot of high energy guys. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, a, woo, you guys ready to get you, you know, like clapping yeah. and they got the span. I'm like, I can't watch this. And the workouts aren't great. They're not great. So for the money, it's not. The best thing. It's a cult. It's like like when CrossFit was hot. It's a good workout. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Nice bikes, but. So you don't hear, in, well, you can't really hear it now because I guess everything's shut down, but like CrossFit and Orange Theory Fitness, that's all kind, kind of gone to the wayside a little bit. Well, as they far got as, crushed. Because that's very like, you know. That's classes. That's not, I don't even know if they're allowed to be open because. like They were doing them outside. Yeah, I can't do it now. Not now, but in the summer they were doing them outside. Like at, uh, at LA Fitness, I don't see very many classes going on. No. I don't see spin, like they have spin classes. Zumba classes are going on. I know that. Because right. a lot of the people I follow on Instagram, they do Zumba. You ever try Zumba? No. They want to get me to go do Zumba. I would pay money. <laughs> I don't find Zumba to be much of a workout. You're moving. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you, it's like walking. Walking is a workout Walking's for Walking's how you get to the gym. That's not the workout. For me, walking yes, is... Yes, for you, the walking's a workout. If you have an issue with your knee and you can't push harder than that, your knee will... You'll start that knee I problems. tried. I tried. <laughs> then I made my knee... Yeah, uh, you remember you wanted to... What you were, tell me you wanted to run a 5K. I'm like, yeah, I that's a gonna, bad idea. I was going to run a 5 I was going to walk a 5K. Well, you can walk a 5K. Yeah, but I was going to train for... You You actually told me you were going to hurt yourself. Well, you tr- wanted to run. You were going to jog, walk. I wanted to jog, walk, but I wanted to first start walking on the concrete to get my knee used to, like, because a lot of the 5K yeah. was on the concrete, and that's when I hurt my knee a lot. I warned you. You told me I hurt myself training for it. Yeah, I don't have to be an exercise physiologist <laughs> to tell you that wasn't going to end well. <laughs> I wanted to do the 5K. Yeah. I get that was a, a goal. 
But, yeah. But I knew you would hurt your knee to the point where you wouldn't be able to walk for four months. And that's that kind of happened. That's what happened. Yeah, so. It's still not great. Look, considering where your weight was, all, all kidding aside, yeah. you're, I've told you, you're genetically freaky that you should have way, you don't have health issues really. Like your no. cholesterol, your blood sugars, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm no, not- you should clearly, have, those things should be elevated. And you don't really have too many. I mean, your knee's a little banged up, and you're going to probably have to do something about that knee at some point. They told me, well, the orthopedist said, I'm going to need a new knee eventually. But I knew that anyway, because from high school, I hurt my knee playing football. And I had cartilage taken out. But they said, like, you can prolong it if you take care of yourself. It's a lot of pressure with the weight you're at, though. That knee can't. Well, I was, I was, when you told me your knee hurt, what did I tell you? I said, only one? Like, I was impressed that only one they, of your knees hurt. They would go back and forth. Like, this one yeah. would hurt, and that one would hurt, and this one would hurt, and that one would hurt. Yeah, that's not right. It was but like, I see which one hurts, because you have a little... My right knee is... Yeah, is, I can see the limp when you when it bothers you when it acts up. Yeah. But you move way better. There was some time there doing comedy. You know, it's funny. Like, everybody tells me how much better I move, and then at work, I'll see myself on the camera. I'm like, well, how... I'm like, I don't think I'm moving that well now. How bad was you're, it? You're like, breathing. You had the, uh, the breath in the mic. That's what everybody says too. Like I had the the, the breathy mic. The yeah, the, yeah. You had the the Darth Vader. I'd be like, yeah, in between, <laughs> you know, you're winded. There is a set I pulled up, and like in between, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do people hear that? Like in the crowd. <laughs> What's the bit you used to close on a bit? Paint um, paint night bit. The paint night, but the the joke I used to lose. I'll tell you what I noticed about that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You tell that. And I'll tell my. Because you used to do the joke, the paint, and you were sitting. Yes. At a certain part of the joke. And at the end of it, you would stand up aggressively and point. Yeah. I don't remember what part of the joke it was, but you would have to get out of the seat. But yeah. it got to a point where I knew when that part of the joke was starting. Because <laughs> I'm like, look, he's starting to rock. <laughs> like, you, it was like, on your mark, get set. Like, you would start to rock because you had to launch yourself out of a chair. Not a chair, excuse me, a, a five-foot stool. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're only standing like an inch and a half. You're almost standing on that stool. <laughs> but I would watch. I would see you start to gain a little. <clears throat> I, I didn't realize I did that. Oh, yeah, every time. <laughs> I think I should hit McKenna back. Look, he's good. I'm I so guys, glad I, I, was never, I never hear what you guys say. I used to hit McKenna. I smell a closer. Look, he's starting to move. <laughs> it's starting to rock. Like... No, like I used to do this joke about like, maybe like your mom's mom being a stripper. Yeah, yeah. And part of that joke. You I, had magnets. You had magnets. You had more more shitty merch you had. You had the magnets. What did it say? Your mommy's, that's your mommy. And that's your mommy. And I forgot to put the apostrophe and Lori pointed it out. She's like, it should be an apostrophe here. Like, well, whatever, it's made now. Printed 300 of them. Um, but during that joke, a lot of times I would lose my breath and it was hard to even say it. Because it was like fast, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember like being like, and like not, not being able to get the joke out. Well, I think that's what, I'm assuming what triggered you? Because I've been around you now for 11 years. So I've seen how many diets you started and stopped. Nothing was better than that time you went through the drive-thru and told me you were eating really good. And you're like, hold on a second. I got to place my order. I'm going to mute you. And you didn't hit mute. And you were like, can I get five gordita crunches, two large fries? And then you got back on. Like, you're like, oh, sorry. I had to put you on mute. I'm like, I heard. <clears throat> I told you I was getting a salad at Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sound like Tully Wednesday. Hold on. I thought I, I, I muted you. Yeah, he didn't mute me. That was great. I was like, hmm. But something this time was different. Like, when you started this, I think you knew, like, if I don't do this now. Well, yeah. I mean, it was just, I didn't feel good. I was, 
it was not even not even like comedy. Because I was talking about this um, <clears throat> in one of the episodes, like, I still did comedy. Like, I just sat on the stool then. That was a point. It was just, I got through the set that way. There was always ways I could accommodate it to where it would work. Where it got, trouble was I had to turn down gigs because I didn't know where I'd be able to sit, park, all that other stuff. Walk yeah, to I the couldn't venue. refer you to certain gigs. Yeah. Well, because I'd get there and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get put the word in for Anthony here. He'd do great here. And then I'd get there, I'd look at the stage and I'd be like, or not. Like he's not, you, like Rockwell's is Rockwell's, the place. yeah, that was the place. I that, would look at the stage and I'd be like, there's no way he's getting on that stage at Rockwell's. Because there wasn't a, a stool. And I didn't want to be like insulted. I wouldn't tell you that. I'd be like, yeah. No, you told me that. Did I? Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> The, the first thing you like, I wasn't like, oh, you never get on that stage. <laughs> like, you didn't even tell me how the gig boy. Like, oh, you never get on that stage. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to insult me. They had booths. No, like one. That's of the, the other problem there. It's just the rest. There's no place to hang. Yeah. So we there's a comic booth. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah, I have like five inches to the table. Like, I don't have a lot of space in there. No, but now I now at the diner, I sit at booths all the time now. It's great. I can fit That's in the good. Booths. Yeah. So I remember that we'd go to the diner. I get seats. And the, the waiters sometimes would not be that sharp. So I'd be like, can we get a table? Like, I'm like, table? And they'd walk us to a booth. I'm like, no, a table. <laughs> and he'd be like, well, the booth's here. And I'm like, just, dude, are you going to make us say it? Can I get a table? <laughs> he can't fit in the booth. I'm like, you know. Um, yeah, that was the thing, too. Like, like we I, joke, but I'm sure that, you know, it's not here's the, here's, embarrassing. No, in front of you guys, it, was, it wasn't bad because, like, whatever, we, we joked about everything anyway. But, like, let's say I, was, I took a girl out for the first time. And you go to a, a restaurant where there's like, you know, booths and tables. You're not going to be like, can I get a table? And like, why? And you're like, yeah. So you, you got to like, you know, <clears throat> squeeze into the booth where like, you know, you're in there and like it, you come out and the shirt's like all wrinkled. Uh, it's sometimes not bad when you sit in a booth. If the table can slide because <clears throat> you can just push it a little further. Yeah. Well, but those, sometimes they're, they're bolted to the floor. The ones bolted to the floor, that, no, no chance. I'm like, why would they do that? Bolted. No because they don't want you moving the tables. Yes. Yeah, they just want tables. They don't want people moving, sliding, putting things together. You know, those kind of things. But you had some big breakthroughs this year. You went to the Coliseum. You got to flew on a plane. Well, really, last year was Last the, year. That's I mean, yeah. pre, pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Like, it's funny. Facebook tells you, like, on this day. Well, I was in Florida last year at this time. You drove down, right? No, oh, I flew. You flew. You flew. I flew that's for the right. first time on a plane since 2007. And that's another thing, too. Like, you know, there were these gigs that would come up, like, you know, where I could, I could never get on a plane. Like I had, to, I actually turned down something that I had to fly to Florida for one time. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get on a plane. I remember Mark Riccadonna got us a gig in Harlem. Oh, we were new in comedy. We were yeah. like three years in, and we were like, any gig was a good gig. We're like Harlem. You're like, yeah, we'll take the train it was in the summer. Yeah, like it was like a hundred degrees out. We're like we'll take the train in. I'm like, we'll take, hop the train. We'll take us up to 135th Street. You're like, yeah, we'll get, we'll just no, we'll get a cab outside. I go cab at five o'clock. Cost me hundred and fifty dollars to get to Harlem. I was never going to go. Out. No, I never went on the subway. Um, I, and it was hot. Like the subways could be brutally hot. The <clears throat> steam. Yeah. So I was like pushing you, I remember, to be like, I'm like, no, let's take this ridiculous. We'll take the subway. And then I, the more I thought about it, I'm like, I don't want to. No, because well, first of all, subway, the stairs, there, there was all this stuff. Turnstiles. Like, turnstiles. I remember I we used to go to like the, to games back in, you know, Yankee games and stuff. <clears throat> and they were just like, they were just like, get out of the way. Because <clears throat> if they move, like you can get where they are. They just be like. And like, you know, and I hated that one. I hated like trying to go through the turnstile, but I hated that they would move out of the way. And like, I would have to go through like the, the, the space. Like I'm not a rat, you know, I'm not into wrestling, but yeah. I, I can enjoy it for what it is. I enjoy it. So me and Trucin went, it was at the Coliseum. Remember? Yes. And, uh, 
John bought like the best tickets. He's like, eh, what the hell? We never go. So we sat on the floor. Like we I were like that. second row on the floor. And you wanted to go, but you were kind of on the fence. And we went, and those seats are tight. Yeah, the floor seats, because they don't move. They're, 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 they're tied together. And I told you, you know, what I was sitting next to. Yes, you told me you were sitting next to. <laughs> yeah, don't say it on there. <laughs> <laughs> I love ice cream. They love ice cream. <laughs> um, but no, like a lot of those things were were awful. I remember that one of the things that like was actually a, a thing that pushed me towards this more, too, was that gig we did at the, the firehouse in Northport. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was April, so it was about a month before I started. Um, like, I didn't know the stage was going to hold me, literally. I Yeah, you're not alone. None of us did. Like, I remember I was on the stage. You guys were coming out and just looking. <laughs> the fire chief squeezed my arm midway through your set. Did he really? Like you moved, and we yeah. saw, I saw a bow in the middle of the stage, and he would like reach, he squeezed my arm, <laughs> like in like nervous. Well, I got there, and there was no steps for the stage, and I was like, I'm not getting, I can't get on that. Yeah, we found you steps. They went in the basement. They found the steps for the stage. I remember I got on the stage, and when I was walking, I felt it like I'm like, oh shit, like if I move, and when you talk about that, when I I did that, and I felt the thing. I saw everybody in the crowd just turned their head like, you know, to look under the stage to see how far it was going down or I couldn't then move. And it made it worse because I was just standing there. My legs started. I, I almost didn't make it through that set. And it wasn't, I was doing a guest spot. It wasn't like a long yeah. set. It was no, like you, were, you were co-host. It was you and McKenna. You guys co-hosted because it was my first time. Well, he hosts. I just came out to 10 minutes. Well, yeah, but it was I called it co-host. Yeah. I didn't go yeah. back. I out wanted you on again. stage as least as possible. What do you think? I was going to send you back up there. <laughs> <laughs> push my luck. So I did 10 minutes and it was the longest 10 minutes. And my, my back and knees were just shaking. I didn't think I was going to get through it. And when I got off that stage, I was, I was never more happy in my life. But does this mean that's a part of me? Look, it's my first time getting that gig and it has a very good budget. Yeah. Like I make good money on that gig. It's a good gig. It's th- they sell out 300 and something people. Like that's a really fun firehouse. Yeah. So I wanted the gig. But in the same breath, like if that stage gave way with you on it, I'm almost like, oh, they'll be on the firehouses. What do you mean? They, they would have had you back. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, they, maybe. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know. Like, I don't have Instagram and all this stuff. Like, how did I not have my phone out taping that set? In because case. You're not thinking about it. I, I, and McKenna, too. I'm, you know, I don't know. You guys never, like, you know, publicized that stuff. Unless you guys talked about it when I wasn't no, there. Uh, between ourselves, we talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if I went to that state, I am... <clears throat> That was my biggest fear, too, was, like, falling through a stage. Who, who headlined that show? Was it me or did Monty. It? Monty. So it was McKenna, you, M- me, and Monty. Yeah, we did that show. <clears throat> and then we were eating. They had this, the food, and we were eating in the green room. That was fun. It was a very fun night. And it was that, that was about a month later. I remember, like, I got to the place, and I couldn't find parking up front. And it took me, like. You had to walk from the lot across the street. Yeah, so let's just slip. And then I made you drive me back to my car after the show. Yeah, 70 feet. 70 feet. <laughs> But this was my, this was my, my, uh, my life. This was real. This is real life at that point. You know, where you kind of think about like people take for granted, just like literally walking across the street to get to your car. Yeah. Was something that I, I couldn't do. And just, you know, okay, I get booked here and I go. And that's the thing now. Like, I get booked on a gig. I go, like, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about how am I going to get on the stage, off the stage, where am I going to sit, anything like that. If I have to stand, I'll stand. Like it's, it's totally different now. We did a gig. I picked you up here. I drove, which I don't know why I drove. I never drive, but I drove on this gig and we weren't sure where the gig was. 
and my GPS. This is when I didn't have GPS on my phone. I yeah. had like the uh, the, the, tom the garment, the tom yeah. the garment in my glove compartment. But you were in my Civic in the passenger seat, and I'm like, shit, my my garments in the glove compartment. I look and I'm like, ah, we're gonna we'll figure it out. We'll find it. Like I couldn't get to it. No, I was. So I was. I remember that. I don't know what gig that. Was. I never drive, so I don't know why I drove. It might have been one of the time I'd never car. I don't remember. I just I never car for for a while. Then like I got into an accident with the minivan. I didn't have a car for a little while. This guy Cagno says that like every time I put him on a gig, he's like, "So I'm like, just pick me up. <laughs> yeah, just pick me up. Just pick me." Well, it's kind of the rule. Like if you're the headliner and you book somebody, they drive. They drive. It's like like when Devito yeah. would have me do gigs with him, he would just be like, "Pick me up." It was just implied that I'm going to drive. It's the only benefit of being such a bad driver. Nobody expects you to drive. I drove him to Scotty's Comedy Cove, and coming home, this. he took me through the city. The ghost children. Oh, I couldn't see. <laughs> DeVito was having a breakdown in the passenger seat. We went to an easy pass. I go, which one do I go? Through the toll. <laughs> and he's like, not the one with the big red X. Like, not, why would you go there? He told us about that the next, I think it was a Sunday after you guys had come back. It was a Sunday, one of the Sunday night shows. He couldn't believe how bad of a driver you were. So now when I do gigs with him, it's just understood. He'll drive. I'm like, I'll pay for the tolls and gas, but you're yeah. going to have to drive. Like, I do want to get there. When we get gigs together, I never think you're driving. I always assume I'm going to drive. Yeah, I'm bad. And I got glasses. Yeah. I haven't, it, I've worn my, I got my glasses three months ago. I've worn them maybe twice. Is it better when you're driving? I have never driven with them. I see okay. What? I don't see okay. I see you when you're driving. You know, the problem is once you've worn glasses... You got glasses, right? You got glasses. Yeah. Once you've put on glasses, you're like, oh, I'm seeing a 19K all of a sudden. Like, I've just been blind. I didn't know I was blind. You know, you don't know until you, you put them on. You don't know because yeah. like, you see you like this and you're like, I see good enough. Once you put on the glasses, now you have to wear glasses. Well, no. I mean, I don't wear them as much. I don't wear them. I should wear them when I'm driving and long distance. See, I, but I don't, I don't wear them. The first time I put my glasses on to watch television, I put them on in my apartment. And Look, I, was I like, do have a good television. I was like, what have I been... It was like the first time you see a 3D movie. Yeah. I was like blown away by... I could read the subtitles. I could see... Like, I could never see that. I mean, you got to remember, our TVs now, it's not like 1985. Our TVs are all 60 inches. Yeah, so if you can't see that, you need to put something on. Growing up, if you had a Sony Vega, it was 36 <laughs> inches. That was like, you remember the giant... Yes. If you had a 36-inch TV... We had a, that was the biggest set there was. We had like a, remember the first like big screen we had it was a flat screen TV and it wasn't just like where's a flat screen like the body itself was like yeah, they were still deep they had a projector in the back. yeah it yeah. was like a big it was a whole big thing and like we used to rent them every year for Super Bowl <coughs> excuse me and um so finally my my dad he bought one and I remember like part of the frame broke so you had to like if it would like do this and the picture you had to like bang it back oh. and like. And the repairman came and he fixed it, whatever. But like it's yeah, it's crazy how much like things have changed like that. But if you can't if you can't see a TV now, you need to put your glasses back on. Like I've done some cities. Like I wouldn't mind if I had a gig and I was in going out to Ohio or Indianapolis yeah. or something. You just drive it's open road. But when I have to go to like when I did the Boston Comedy Festival, that's the worst city in the world to drive. I couldn't get to my hotel. Well, Boston's like New York. Driving in Boston's like driving in New York. I passed my hotel. Like six times, I can see it. Yeah, like a spot. I didn't know how. No, I didn't know how to get from the road to the hotel. I would just keep. It's like the roads are weird, so I just kept passing. <laughs> <laughs> Drove around. It was like it took me. It was. I didn't. I, it's a weird city, Boston. I I like Boston. I, I would. I, it's a good comedy city. 
It is. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I mean, at that fest, I applied to that festival almost every year. I never got in. Uh, it was, I had a terrible experience. I just had a bad night. It was just like the show was late at night. There was no audience. Um, it wasn't a great experience for me, but the festival was pretty good. I, I just like the city. I like that whole, um, New England's nice. I mean, I like going up there, like, you know, to visit and stuff like that. But, uh, I never I, got to perform up there. I did the Wilbur Theater there. It was awesome. The Wilbur Theater. I did that with um, Brewer before, uh, Mc, you know, before he was McKenna. Before got was in McKenna's there. Yeah. there, you know. I gave it to me. I, I, got, it. I, got, I got, got enough of that. He's got to have something. Let, let him have something. I threw him a, threw him a bone. Um, but that was a cool theater. It's an old theater. Yeah. We shot a lot of comedy specials there. It was a lot of fun. Wow, that's, look at that. Um, before we wrap it up, we got a couple of questions here um, from the listeners. You want to answer some questions? Sure. Okay. So we have a question here. I guess someone was, uh, I'll give a little backstory. Um, I was doing an Instagram live with somebody the other day, and they asked who my favorite guest was of all time. I guess I didn't mention you. So they want to know, uh, why aren't you Anthony's favorite guest? Who was your favorite guest? I want to see if it's somebody worthy. I like, know. I won't be upset if it's somebody good. I didn't. I couldn't really pick one. I said one of the people I really enjoy talking to, my buddy Jay, who does the Lighter Side podcast, because I don't get to talk to him as much. So whenever he's Is he on, a weight loss guy, too, though? Yeah. Okay. So you okay with not being my favorite guest? Yeah. Why do you think you wouldn't be my favorite guest? Why do I think I would be? Wouldn't. Wouldn't? Yeah. I'm not that good of a guest. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's self-explanatory. This is going pretty good. I was just taking a nap before I came here. I was exhausted. I'm like, oh, it's cold out. Why, why did I greet it as? Um, you know, before we get back to the question here, um, oh, Mick just gave me the finger. Uh, Mick? The other, the other day I actually thought of you because I was at 7-Eleven getting my coffee and I came out and I thought somebody parked really close to my door and I was able to get in this time. And I thought about like a time we were in the parking lot of Panera and I flipped out at the old lady. <laughs> You should have been getting that. You could put another car between your I car can't. and hers. He's like, I can't see. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> it was so ruthless. I'm like, dude, that was a hate crime, I think. I, I was embarrassed. I and you had that old cop car. Was it you bought that thing from Dan Barry? Dan Barry, yeah. That old um, Starsky and Hutch car you were driving. It was a Ford, uh, Ford, Ford Crown Vic. Yeah. Like just... All right. Here's a, here's a serious question. Here's a... Uh, Typical to the weight loss podcast that we, we we're doing here. I even talk about, we talk about comedy most of the night. Um, I've been here an hour. You know, I have four national fitness certifications. No fitness questions. Oh, here we got some questions right here. Uh, what do you do as the personal trainer if the client is stubborn or has no confidence? I'm not too nice to people. Like when I train people, I'm pretty rough yeah. on them. I mean, you build confidence over time. I don't expect them to. Come. Obviously, they're there. They're not going to be super confident. Uh, if they're stubborn, then I just tell them the way it is. Like, if you're confident as a trainer, look, if you yeah. had a doctor, yeah. and the doctor was like, yo, this is the way it is. You believe your doctor. If you have a doctor who's like, eh, wishy-washy, you don't have faith in them. Like, I know what I'm doing as a trainer. There's not a lot of things I know, but that's one area I know what I'm yeah. doing. So I'm I'm confident when I talk to them, so they believe. They usually will listen to And me. I can say he doesn't sugarcoat. I can attest to that. Um, there's no sugarcoating with John. No, I don't. I don't blow smoke up people. Because no. then, when you give a compliment, it has no weight. It doesn't mean anything. That is true. I'm actually weirded out when you give me like weight loss compliments now. Yeah, because they're legit. Because I've shit on you for six months. So when I say something <laughs> six nice, six months, <laughs> eleven years. What do you <laughs> well, this is somebody. It's like when you write a joke. Like you know, you write a joke. You, you go to write with somebody, and every yeah. joke, like, oh, it's really good. It's really funny. I go, well, they can't all be funny. It's true. Some of them are really like eighty percent of these are going bad. in the trash. Most of them are bad. 
All right. So we have another one here. Uh, what are the most challenging things or easiest between stand-up, fitness, et cetera? I don't, I don't understand your question. Oh, weird question. Not my question. Yeah. Um, I guess. Do we're I know most... who wrote that question? What? Who wrote that question? Do I know the person? Yes, you do. Question? Yeah. Yeah. Give me an initial. W. Okay. WS. All right. Write a coherent question. <laughs> Say it again. There is no sugar coat. There it is right there. There's the. What is okay. the easiest, hardest what is fitness the comedy? Most challenging thing or easiest between stand up or fitness, et cetera? I don't think there's anything easy about either one of them. No, I can attest to that. You know, comedy's hard. Comedy is really hard. Like, you got to work, 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 work. That's it. That's just work, right? get up every night so it's hard and fitness is the same thing but i think consistency is the key to both so i don't know what your question is but maybe that answers it yeah i mean i'm gonna i'll got since i've done both i'm gonna tell you that it's they're both the hardest things i've ever done in my life and uh i think honestly fitness for me is easier because it's I, it doesn't require it's harder for me it's well, it's, it's hard but it's for me hard. it's just i've been doing it for so long it's part of my routine it's like brushing my teeth yeah i just exercise and i do what i gotta do and uh, I still WW. You still feel the way uh, not a fan of it. Yeah, no, that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. You haven't nah. changed your mind. I think about if it, it works for somebody, God bless them. If that's what helps you. But I know when I started, you weren't the biggest fan of it, and uh, and uh, it turned out I was right. What do you mean? What's <laughs> hundred pounds? Yeah, and then I some other things. We had to add some other things that were vital. We did. We added other things like tracking calories and macros and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are kind of important. So why do you, do you think that? Uh, I don't think they'll ever add those to the program. I'm not going to shit on W. It's a WW bro podcast, so I'm not going to. Yeah, but I, I, I also like to have people. You said yourself, you work in fitness. Do you have how many certifications? I've had like four. I don't four certifications. So yeah, I'm just saying, like, as your opinion, like, and especially at the time now where people are, a lot of people jumping ship from WW um, for other reasons <laughs> besides uh, the whole peanut butter scandal. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He'll tell me off air. I don't know the peanut butter scandal. I'll tell you briefly. It, well, there was uh, there's this company, American Nut Butter, and the owner um, is a picture of a MAGA hat. That's and, it? And he had a shirt um, that said Jack Lives Matter. He has a fitness clothing company. Okay. So he had a shirt that said Jack Lives Matter. Jacked, like jacked up? Like, like jacked. Okay. So people, you know, didn't like that. That's the scandal? That was a scandal. Ooh. People left. Um, better, can- well, listen, better cancel him. Whatever people. Uh, I'm not saying we won't be sensitive to certain things, but like they left WW because WW was selling it on the website. I think more than anything else, it wasn't so much political. It was just an excuse to leave WW. Whether it be if you didn't want to do it anymore or you were stuck or gained <clears throat> weight or whatever, but that's a whole. I don't hate ww i think it's fine if it gives you a guideline and people like the point system and it helps them and it keeps you some accountability then i think it's fine i just find that it's not uh the greatest of diet plans i said this line on the podcast many times and john's one who said it to me that when he goes where you were at 583 you could have just ate less and wiggled your feet you would have lost weight that was the yeah Yeah, i really i really need a very strategic program at 580 to drop a couple he goes, it wasn't, it wasn't rocket science. Here's an idea. One. Cut from 8,000 calories to two. See what happens. Well, I, that's what happened. I don't care if you're eating pizza and donuts. If, if, if you cut your calories down 5,000 calories a day and move your body, you're going to lose weight at that weight. Well, but, you want to, but you want to be healthy. That's one thing I like about your weight loss. Yeah. 
is I watched a lot of people who've lost a lot of weight over the years. Sometimes they look very gaunt and they lose muscle tone and they're almost, they look old. And uh, you lost your weight healthy. You ate healthy foods. You ate plenty of food. Yes. Uh, I want to get you more consistent with the exercise because you go through phases. I do. That's... It, it does suck in the winter. It's shitty out. It's cold. You work, you do work, you know, so you got to get up early to do it or after work. It's not, you know, I have, I can work out at 11 in the morning. It's a lot easier. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. I don't know how gung-ho I'd be if I was setting an alarm I was doing. I could do it in the morning. They're not crazy about us going to the gym before work in the morning um, <laughs> just because COVID, like, you know, being around those extra people come back into the office. I get that, but um, I'll figure something out. That's just really going to be the- But it's uh, definitely, I, I respect that because I don't have to, I can work out at off hours. I wish. Yeah, I, it's I, really I, nice, but I don't know how gung-ho I'd be if I had to get up at 5.30. It takes a lot of discipline and willpower. It's not fun. It's, it's not fun to get up at, at, at 5.30 in the morning and go to the gym, especially. Nah, I wouldn't want to do it. Especially in, in the cold and whatever, like you said. But eventually I'll get back um, to the gym. I'm, I'm, my goal is this week to get to get a couple, at least three days of workouts in. Um, I think I'm going to do like two gym days and my Saturday walk. That's, 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 my, that's my goal this week. That'd be great. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> it's another story. <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to thank uh, John Ziegler for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much. You want to plug anything before we go? Nope. <laughs> I got this. I got nothing. What am I plugging? You can go to you go to the go to John's website, johnzieglercomedy.com, and you can hear him on the Chris Roach podcast. Yes, that's what you, that's what I have. That's okay. what I mean. You can, I forgot you can, about. It. I just started the podcast. You can plug the the podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much, John, for joining me on the podcast. This has been episode 161 of the WW Bro Podcast. As always, the podcast is available at www.bropodcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, please don't forget to five-star rate and review. I love reading the reviews, love sharing them on social media, and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. You can download this song on iTunes as well. My best friend Nick wrote this song. You can check out his new band, Demon Scar. He's releasing material every month. You can get it on iTunes, or you can go to demonscar.bandcamp.com. Only one place to go, Long Island, for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show, and then get yourself the best sandwich in the world, the Uncle Cheese. Named after a very uh, funny and handsome podcast host. I'm not going to tell you who it is. All right, everybody. Once again... There will be a bonus episode this Wednesday night because we had a guest tonight to become a podcast bon- to get the pod- uh, to get the bonus episodes. Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash podcast. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. And listen to the pa- bonus episodes, patreon.com slash podcast.